Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield. And I'm Josiah Jones. And this is the Christ Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. We hope our show will encourage, challenge, and uplift you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, we welcome back our pastor, Josiah Jones, from a recent virus quarantine, and we get to pick his brain about how it went, how he and how his family survived, and we also get to ask about how all of this fit into God's providential plan. You'll be glad you listened, so let's get started. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, hello, everybody. Oh, hot mic moment. Yes, thank you for joining us today at our podcast. We're so glad that you're here. We are slowly but surely getting back into the rhythm of things here at Christ Community Church since Josiah is now back. Josiah, how you doing? How's it going? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, um, doing pretty well, all things considered. Um uh, Jen is doing much better. Mm, that's good. Uh, the Lord's hand is upon us. Nobody else ended up with symptoms. Uh, we ate way too much because <laughs> the people of Christ community spoiled us. That's good. That's so, good. Uh, it's almost that's, like a little mini <clears throat> pastor appreciation month. Yes, right and that's why February. I laughed about the exercise. I really need it now more than ever because of the wonderful cooking of the people of Christ community. Well, so, that's good. Well, I'm glad to yeah. hear that people uh, poured out their love and were able to take care of you guys and love you well during your quarantine. And of course, glad that it wasn't, uh, uh, that Jen wasn't terribly ill and that um, yeah. she recovered pretty well. I know she's still tired, you were saying. Yes. Uh, so she, her symptoms had been a headache and loss of smell, which was a clue that for us to get that tested. But then, So you didn't shower at all. It yeah. was, you took advantage of to, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, and, and low energy. And then as things progressed, she was doing much better, mm-hmm. and so after she was out of quarantine, interestingly, before us, because sure. of how that works. Somehow that uh, makes sense to someone. Yeah. yeah. Um, we went uh, on a bike ride and discovered, she wanted to get out, we went on a bike ride, discovered that that probably wasn't the best idea, mm-hmm. so kind of drained her a little, took a, a little step back, but mm-hmm. um, but she got extra rest and doing pretty well. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'm sure you're glad to be out of quarantine and out of the cabin fever that yes. you were. I, yeah, this morning, yes. I, so I, I usually get here first in the mornings, and it's, uh, so when I pulled in this morning and I saw your office light on and saw the, you, your car in the parking lot, I'm thinking, <laughs> and I know you like to work from home during the dark early morning hours, so um, I know you're, <laughs> you're working just as early as I am, but um, I get here a little earlier, and so when I saw you, I'm like, wow, he's he's chomping at the bit to get to get back yes. to, to work here, Definitely. which is great. Definitely. Cool. Well, I will tell you, I, I enjoyed, huh. I cooked breakfast for, okay. uh, through, throughout this time. And so I did enjoy sweet time with the kids. And, uh, Jen said to me, is this what I have to do to get, uh, breakfast <laughs> in bed? <laughs> so, well, um, so ne- next time, uh, or, no, just tell me, you don't have to do this. Great. Well, yeah, we're going to dedicate the show to picking your brain about uh, how things went for your uh, during your quarantine and um, your exile, if you want to call it that. <laughs> I like to call things exilic. Um, but uh, and I don't just mean like what you. We want to learn like what what you learned as a result of all this, right? And not just 
in terms of theology proper, what did you learn about God during this time? And that's fine. We're going to get to that in a second. But like, what did you learn in practical ways? Uh, um, maybe a better way is to put it is, what did your wife think you you learned <laughs> through, this, oh. through this time of being Mr. Bomb and, and doing all the stuff that she, she wasn't able to do? Uh, that's a good that's a good way of putting it. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, so you cued me up to say I learned how amazing Jen is mm, as good. as a wife, yeah. as a mom. I mean, I know she does a lot, but when when you when she's uh, in isolation and and uh, then uh, I need to, and I'm called upon to to do that, I realized, wow. Mm -hmm. um, um, and I think it was great for our kids to be reminded, too, of how blessed we are to have, um, they are to have a mom who loves and cares for them in so many thoughtful uh, ways. So just, it was a time for us to appreciate um, more fully um, what a blessing Jen is and how much we care about her. Um also, uh, I think I learned uh, um, the for me, and this touches on the Sabbath a little bit, so, or, or on the theological. Mm -hmm. But before you get to that, what do you think your kids learned through this process? Like they spent a lot of time with Dad. They did. <laughs> well, actually, this is this was a blessing because yeah. we did. Uh, we were forced to slow down. Yeah, and there's a lot of blessing in it, and I think they enjoyed a lot of it because I like to play and I have more time to play. Right. Um, so we, we had some, we had a lot of fun, um, That's good. Uh, during this time. And so, and I already mentioned, I cooked breakfast for them. Mm -hmm. So our, our routine changed. So I was trying to carry on some of my pastoral work, but sure, also yeah. be, um, you know, helping them, with their their schoolwork and all that, and mm -hmm. I learned I don't really know that much about the technology. So good, good <laughs> thing they know, but I don't know if they liked it as much. I tend to be a little bit more on them to make sure, sure. Uh, I'm <laughs> okay. Breakfast is done this time. Yeah. Uh, by this time, bed's made. Uh, on your studies and uh, mm -hmm. expect what you inspect kind yeah. of thing, which. Um, I guess some of that is because uh, some of my kids have my personality, and I know that the challenge is getting started. Once you get started, you know, mm -hmm. they do well. So making sure they cool. get started and going. Okay, so you already mentioned the Sabbath, and I paused you so that you could talk a little bit more about what you learned yeah. and what your kids learned. But all right, now's your chance. What did what did God teach you through this? And you can talk about the Sabbath or whatever you'd like to talk about, but uh, what did you learn about God and and... Um, uh, providence and how God provides and how He ordains things through this whole process. Yes, well, maybe the 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 broader thing is providence, and then talk about Sabbath and mm -hmm. God's provision. But I I have uh, been listening to a podcast. Uh, some of some maybe ours. With. I hope yes, of You're course. Listening to ours, course. yeah. Um, but a, another podcast by John Piper called Ask Pastor John, and yeah. so. On Wednesdays, he'd been talking about this new book that he had, of course, he is. had written uh, on Providence. <laughs> it's a short right? one, right? It's a short so, book. So, yeah, it's only about 700, 700 pages. pages. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I pre-ordered and the book came in, 
but he had been kind of priming the pump, talking about mm-hmm. the real life implications of uh, uh, of seeing God's. He defines providence as as purposeful sovereignty, mm-hmm. and I through this have experienced more of the preciousness of having that kind of confidence. Hmm. I, um, uh. And and the book came in, and I've started reading it as well as I'm reading biography and just things. Uh, it, uh, it is wonderful to be able to rest in mm. God's purposeful sovereignty in the midst of uh, challenges because have plans and all kinds of things that um, end up being put on hold and and wrinkles, but resting in. Everything that comes to uh, into our lives, um, into the lives of you know of my wife and mm-hmm. of our children and of our family and its impact on the church too, it has to first come through hmm. our st- father's long or strong and loving hands, mm-hmm. and he doesn't let anything through hmm. um, that he does not have. And that's uh, hard to see, right? Because uh, we, we can we can know that. Biblically, and yeah. um, sometimes we know it experientially. Um, but when a culture is telling us, "No, these are random events; these are molecules colliding. Uh, there's no point to pain. Um, there's no point to suffering. Uh, therefore, God must not exist." <laughs> you know, that's how yeah. they, they, they make yeah. the illogical leap. But uh, when a world around us is telling us that there's no meaning to um, to these things, it wears on us, I think, a little bit, right? I mean, in, in some ways, we kind of become functioning deists. We're like, okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah, maybe God didn't plan this, or he may have planned it, but he doesn't really care right now, right? And we have to kind of shake ourselves out of that slumber and read the Psalms and get back to the Word, I think. Absolutely. And let me just say, depending on what a person's going through, I have experienced, and i tell you some of the ways I've experienced the sweetness of God's so purposeful sovereignty in mm-hmm. the midst of this, but there are other things that people go through where you're often not feeling the sweetness of it. So let me just be oh, sure. clear about that. Yeah, I, I've just uh, I finished. I don't take reading, it that you're mitigating. R- right. Yeah, yeah. I've just finished reading uh, C.S. Lewis's or uh, a biography on C.S. Lewis by Alistair McGrath, and you know he talks about how C.S. Lewis had written early on the problem of pain, mm-hmm. which more deals with the rational or philosophical problem of evil and showing how it doesn't provide a defeater to the truth of the goodness of God. But when he actually experienced the loss of his wife, Mm. the problem wasn't an intellectual, Mm -hmm. philosophical, but it was an experiential. All of a sudden he realized there's a whole other dimension to Mm -hmm. walking through Mm -hmm challenges that he that it, it was different for him and in the midst of that he didn't so he writes about it in a grief observed and there was a crisis mm. of faith that sure. he went through so uh, all that to say um i i recognize that th- there are times when uh the tr- the 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 truth of god's purposeful sovereignty because of circumstances that can kind of numb uh, a person, it, it, almost like anesthesia, that keeps you from being able to taste the mm-hmm. sweetness of truth or I- right. anything that that happens. Um, 
but this uh this time has been for me uh, j- uh just seeing God at work in a number of ways where it felt God wanting us to grow as a family mm-hmm. um and uh how God has worked through this uh to um to do some very good things in our family so for example uh this season is, <laughs> there are a lot of things happening very busy and this was a force it forced us to slow down right um i think about uh the lord's day i just uh, you know god has a sense of humor clearly just preached on <laughs> being in the house of the lord <laughs> how wonderful it is <laughs> to be in the father's house yeah. and it is by the way i come to sure. to to <laughs> uh, feel more like the psalmist yeah. who says i long, long all the to more. be there yeah but you know had talked about how to uh, preparation for um enjoying time in the father's house so a lot of times on Sundays I'm up early and I'm not getting the kids ready right. and all of that. So the the past two Sundays have been sweet for me hmm. with the kids, Jen, uh, where I'm I cooked breakfast for them hmm. and uh, then uh, ha- have it ready for the, then the the boys or uh, Addie and Ian to to watch the. Um, the children at nine and with them as they're dancing and just appreciating the number of people we have who are serving in the body of Christ and their right. gifts. It was wonderful. And then, you know, have them get ready. And we met at 10 o'clock um, and we talked about how uh, to prepare our hearts for worship and sent them off. They all can read now to read the passage that was going to be preached That's on cool. and to ask questions about it and then come back together, worship together. Um, we spent some more time, you know, I love football season like, uh, anybody else, but I'm, I'm glad that <laughs> that season's over really. Right. Because we, the way that after worship, we, we set aside a couple of hours for just quiet time for them to, uh, to, to rest and they could do imaginative, you know, stuff that, you know, kids like to mm-hmm. build stuff with Legos and do stop motion, that kind of thing, yeah. um, and then come together later. And so it was thinking through how the Lord's Day was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was refreshing, mm-hmm. uh, and and to be able to um, to experience that with the with the kids and 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 with. Jen, uh, at first we couldn't <laughs> spend a lot of time in the same yeah. room. We were isolated. She was isolated, but all that to say, um, it the Lord it could see how the Lord. There were things that we believe God wanted to do in the hearts of kids and uh, in our family that, in God's providence, um, yeah. He was at work doing. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and it's not like that was the goal, uh, the end goal, right? God God is doing a billion things at once, right? So the virus quarantine made it available, or, or was available for you guys to get closer as a family, for God to work in your hearts, et cetera, et cetera. And if we just look at that as a one-off event, then we kind of think like that was the goal. But because God can do more than walk and chew gum at the same time, yes. he, he's, he was doing that, but he's also then pre- preparing 
using that time to prepare your kids for something else and for you for something else and, and Jen for something else and to walk, maybe walk with somebody else that has coronavirus yes. or, um, you know, whatever, the multitude ways these things uh, play out. But my point is that, uh, yes, this was a goal that you do have a time together thing in God's mind. Yes. But it was also, he's going to use that for something else later, right? Absolutely. Because he's doing all these things. And that's, that's God's providence. Yes. It is, mm-hmm. and we got to experience more of the blessing of the body of Christ loving yeah. on us. And, you know, conversations with our kids where, where it said, you know, um, I recognize being pastor's kids, sometimes there are challenges and difficulties with that, but there are some perks there too, aren't they? You see, <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Um, but it, it, just experiencing this the, the sweetness of God's love um in our family, mm-hmm. with the family of God, the body of Christ, um, and and so those are just some of the things that yeah. um, has been reflecting on God's uh, purposeful sovereignty mm-hmm. um, to to experience. That. So, what would be one thing that you could pass on to your church family um, to prepare them? Let's say a family in the church goes through a similar situation. You know, perhaps not. Um, no one is seriously ill, but ill, and they have to be quarantined, etc. Um, what would you want to pass on to them and say? I've been through this. Here's something. Here's some words of advice, some words of comfort. Well, one of the first things that that can happen with something like uh, getting COVID nineteen is there can be a sense of guilt. Uh, well, because, you know, we sought to take precautions, but then, well, uh, our kids had sporting events that mm-hmm. they were scheduled to be a part of. They're not able to because mm-hmm. their mom was, uh, their mom got COVID and now mm-hmm. they're quarantined. And so for Jen, it's like, she felt bad, but here's mm-hmm. where, that's 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 normal, but here's where resting in God's purposeful sovereignty, when you know you seek to be responsible, mm-hmm. and this comes through the Father's hands, it helps to 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 know uh, uh, to rest in the goodness of God. There's no need to have a sense of guilt. Uh, trust in God's good purpose and look for. Um, Look for him to meet in in ways that mm-hmm. um, that only he can. Mm-hmm. This is where the theological rubber meets the uh, road of real life, mm-hmm. uh, the truth of God's purposeful sovereignty. Because the temptation is to ask the what ifs, what if, what if, right. and it's really not helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, it just uh, can uh, discourage a person and. Um, uh, instead, resting in God's sovereignty can enable us to be on the lookout uh, for God's goodness and for His good purposes and not be burdened mm. um, with with guilt. That reminds me of something that C.S. Lewis said, and I'm not going to quote it exactly, but um, God in His mercy doesn't always allow us to know the, the, the what could have beens, you know, like, because at times that could be crushing if we found out, if only you had done X, Y, Z, then this would have happened, or this wouldn't have happened, right? But God in His mercy doesn't, often doesn't give us that knowledge, right? If, if we knew that 
you know, um, my speeding just a little bit and, and get got through that light, caused someone to hit their brakes too hard, and then they went to the next intersection and the brakes gave out and they had an accident, right? I mean, um, th- that type of, of uh, personal responsibility would be crushing if we knew all of those things. But to some extent, God in His mercy doesn't let us know that. And I think C.S. Lewis was right that that is, that's a gift. That's, uh, you know, sometimes He knows, sometimes we know, and God chastises and He corrects and convicts of sin, but yes. sometimes in His mercy He he doesn't tell us the could have what could have been. Yes, yes. You know, there's a practical thing we learned, uh, and, and I guess many people may already know this, but um, even as you begin to feel uh, better, and even in mild cases, a lot of times there can be extended period of physical exhaustion. And so mm-hmm. we learned uh, that it's important to not try to uh, do too much uh, um, yeah. um, right away. So we had a little setback. But uh, um, so even through this, I think, Lord, help us to empathize with those who... Um, experience uh, this and and to appreciate uh, what a difference it does make when um, when the body of Christ reaches out whether it's through cards or through meals mm. um, so yeah praise God for the body I remember yeah. a friend of mine was, uh, was new to an area this is when we lived out west and was diagnosed with cancer and uh, he and his wife um, had to walk through the, their uh, battle with cancer alone because they hadn't found a church they were new to the area. Eventually, they found our church, which was great, um, but uh, they were just disconnected, you know, and they had this huge problem in their lives, and they had to walk through it alone. Uh, but praise God for Christ Community Church and surrounding you guys and, uh, you know, cheering you uh, from a distance, but cheering yes. you along <laughs> um, in uh, during this time. And, um, and I feel like, to some extent, that's the role of the church at large. I mean, we, we, we're gathering and trying to help our community. We're doing this to... to to um, communicate to our community that, you know, there is joy to be had, God is in control, trust in Him, trust in Him, you know, that's one thing that we're we're trying to do, and we're trying to communicate as a body, so just yes. just excited for what God is doing uh, through His local church here. Yes, and and I was just reminded, practically, mm-hmm. I mean, we're separated from our, uh, our natural family, yeah. Yeah. our extended family, um, but experience the blessing of what Jesus talked about, that no one who mm-hmm. has left father, mother, sister, brother, uh, for my sake and for the gospel's sake, or those who will, will receive a hundredfold yeah. in this life, it says, yeah. brothers, sisters, father, mother, uh, with persecution, uh, <laughs> um, and in life to come, eternal. And sibling rivalry. And sibling rivalry, yes. <laughs> but but we experience sure. uh, yeah. that, and, and it makes me think... Uh, um, Th- those who don't have uh, the family mm-hmm. of God mm-hmm. when they go through, and we didn't. I mean, what we went through was mild oh, compared sure. to what many people yeah. go through, and yet, what a difference yeah. it makes um, when you're part of a family. Yeah, that, um, and God stirs people's hearts and mm-hmm. um, to to be uh, His hands and feet. Yeah. So praise well, God, it's a blessing. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you back. It's good to be back.
Next up, we want to spend a few moments in God's Word. The Word of God shapes us. It builds us up. It helps us in ways that we don't even realize, and that's because it reveals Jesus to us. So let's spend a few moments listening to it. Josiah, what passage will you be reading for us today? Well, Dave, for those who have been able to be a part of our Bible uh, reading plan, Mm -hmm. we'll be reading a psalm that uh, we have gone through recently Mm -hmm. uh, that touches on the blessing of of recognizing God being in control. Psalm 46. Psalm 46. Here is God's Word. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in her midst. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, Behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I love that psalm. Josiah, what stands out to you today from that text? Just the beautiful contrast between a world of chaos that is uh, that is shaking. So the the uh, um, the that God doesn't promise. For example, here when He talks about. Uh, uh, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved in the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, and though the mountains tremble mm-hmm. at its swelling, that even in the midst of a world in chaos, those who know God and have an intimate fellowship with Him, and he talks particularly about the city of God and pictures of being mm-hmm. with God's people, but you can have that you can have that peace. You can have uh, that uh, shalom because uh, uh, you are, are, have God as your refuge. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I believe God wants His people to experience that mm-hmm. um, and taste the sweetness of it, to be able in the midst of that to be still mm-hmm. and know that I am God. Love I will that. be exalted among the nations. Mm-hmm. I'll be exalted in all the earth. God purposefully puts us in uh, places where we have to recognize our utter dependence upon Him mm-hmm. so that we experience afresh His utter dependability. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like to summarize this song as, Come hell or high water, God is with us because that's what summarizes the first part. Yes. Uh, And then verse 11, the Lord of hosts is with us, right? Nobody else can say that. Only God's people can say, God's with us. And that makes all the difference in the world. It does.
As we close, we want to pray for you. And we've gone a little bit long today, so Josiah, why don't you just close us in prayer quickly? I'd be glad to, Dave. Let's pray. Lord God, you are our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Thank you that that is a reality. And Lord, you do uh, govern this world and govern our lives in such a way to help us see how dependent we are upon you and how we praise you, how dependable you are. Mm. Lord, there's no greater refuge. There's no uh, better place to run to. Thank you that we can, in the midst of come hell or high water, as Dave said, know that you are with us, and so we can be still and know that you are God. Mm. We're not in control, and that's good news. Amen. You are in control. And God, I pray that you would be speaking that to the hearts of your people right now, where it may feel like the the mountains around them are shaken. Uh, there's lots of chaos. Uh, there's uh, uh, challenges and troubles that they're going through. I pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would enable your people to be still and to know you are God, mm-hmm. to experience that peace which surpasses all understanding. God, I pray that you would uh, more and more open our eyes to see uh, your sovereign power and goodness, and I pray that you would enable us to taste the sweetness of your purposeful sovereignty. Lord, I pray that uh, the watching world would see the hope that we have, and I pray that you would enable us more and more as the body of Christ uh, to recognize uh, the blessing it is to have you as Father and to have one another, as brothers and sisters, the family of God. May we be a church increasingly that would cause those who look uh, on from the outside long to be on the inside and see, Lord Jesus, what you have done so that they might know you and the life that abundantly that you offer. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with family and friends. To learn more about our church, visit us online at ChristCommunityCarmel.org. And if you're in the Indianapolis area, we'd love for you to visit us on a Sunday morning. And join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. And God bless.